Um, for those of you who don't know, today we have a special guest ministering to us, uh, but they're no stranger to our home. Uh, the LaBoys have come back today to minister and to bring you God's word. And again, if you're not familiar with them, they, they have served this church for several, several years. Uh, even before they were pastors for so many years, they continued to serve this church. Just to give you an idea of how long they've been in this church, they were my small group leaders when I was in high school. And so... A long time. Um, but we're so grateful that, that there will always be family to us. And so would you give one great round of applause for Pastor Rick? Love you, Rick. Amen, amen. It is good to be back home. You know, it's uh, like, like Pastor Joey shared, we had been here, we were here for so long and and I can't believe how long it's been. It's been almost nine months since the last time we were here with you guys. And time flies, and I'm sure, uh, man, much has happened here at church, and much has happened in your lives, and much has happened in our lives. And I'm not going to take too much time to, to share because I want to get into God's Word. I know we have some things to take care of at the end. But um, uh, definitely this has just been a season for my family and for us of, of just learning to just trust God even more, learning to just grow our faith. And that's just with Brianna going off to college, you know, so, because uh, uh, my daughter's leaving, you know, in, in about three months, and I'm crying every day because uh, that's my baby. So I need you to pray for me in that area as well because I'm, I've never felt so many feelings in my life <laughs> as I have uh, in the last few months and, and will for the next few. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your sweet presence in this place. God, it just, it, just, it just boggles my mind, Lord, just to think that you choose to dwell amongst us. That you inhabit the praises of your people. Lord, uh, that where two or three are gathered, you are there as well. So, Lord, you are in this place. Lord, we are, like that song said, we are not enough unless you come, God. Lord, no words I can share is enough unless you come, God. Our lives cannot be changed unless we allow him to come. So, Lord, we trust you today. We give you our lives. And we pray, Lord, that today that the word that you have put in my heart would help people to break free from the chains of this world. Lord, you are a faithful God and we trust you. We love you, Jesus, and be with us. In your name we pray. And everybody says, amen. amen and amen. You know, these chains that are up on the stage, they represent something. They represent captivity. These chains for millennium have, uh, chains like this have for millennium in the lives of so many people held by forces strong with them, held them what? Captive. They held people captive. We know they've held people captive for, for thousands of years in different scenarios, and we don't have to go over which ones. You guys have been in history class. You know what's going on in, in the world, and you know what still goes on today, and people are still in bondage, even just like this. We don't think about it here in America so much, but there are places where people are in bondage just like this, physically, literally. But today I want to talk about what these chains represent. See, these chains are heavy. They're strong. They're able to withstand forces and weight of up to 1,000 pounds. And these chains, when they're used to hold someone against their will, are unspeakably evil. 
and they're meant to break the will as much as the body. These chains, as horrible as they are to so many of us, the truth is many of us still hold on to the chains that are in our life. See, these chains don't just represent the physical holding. These chains represent the spiritual chains of sin that many of us in this room, many of us in the body of Christ, and many of us who don't serve God, of course, are held bondage to today. Are held bondage. And many of us not only hold these near, but when Jesus sets us free from them, for many of us in this room who have done that, who have called the Lord our Savior, our Savior, our personal Lord, and have accepted his, his love for us, God set us free from these chains, right? God, God liberated those that were in bondage. But the truth of the matter is, sometimes we run back to those chains. As a matter of fact, it's not sometimes, sometimes, right? Much too often, we run back to those chains. And, and, and for the logical mind, we wonder, why would anybody run back to bondage? Why would anybody run back to chains? Why would anybody who's been set free and tasted the free... The, the sweet taste of freedom run back to chains that held them bound for so long. Why? You know, I think about the Israelites in Exodus. And if you don't know that story, many of us do, many of us maybe don't. In Exodus, when God set his people free from hundreds and hundreds of years in captivity, there was not an Israelite born that didn't know what captivity was during that time. And when God set them free, and we know that God sent, you know, if you've seen Prince of Egypt, you know, right? God sent plagues. God delivered his people from the hands of the Egyptians. Broke the chains of bondage in their life. The physical chains as well as the spiritual chains at that time. Because they were spiritually lost. They were waiting for their, their, their Savior, their Redeemer to come and set them free. And for so long, they didn't know it. They didn't, they didn't have that until finally we know that God set them free through miraculous ways. But we also know in Exodus later on that they're in the wilderness. And the wilderness is new to them. The wilderness is something they've never been through before. You remember, all they ever knew was from, from, from the moment they woke up to the moment they went to bed was servitude to a master. That's all they knew. Babies were born and died in servitude never knowing what, what freedom was. So these people were in the wilderness with God, and, and it wasn't quite what they maybe thought it was going to be, you know? And we know the wilderness was longer than it should have been for the Israelites. And there's a point in time where the Israelites go to the leadership of Moses and Aaron and say, hey, why did you bring us out here to die? It would have been better if you would have just left us in chains. Left us back there. When I read that passage, I'm like, what? I, I, at first, at first glance, you're just like, that's crazy. That's, that's nonsense. That's, that's ridiculous. But when you think about it and you stop to, to, to really say, okay, God, what, what are you telling us even in this passage? I believe one major thing stuck out to me. They were discovering what it was to have faith in an unseen God, but it was unknown to them. So what happened was they'd rather go back to the familiarity of the chains because at least they knew what tomorrow would hold. 
They knew what every day would hold for them. Sure, it was bondage. Sure, it was keeping them from being free. Sure, it was servitude. But they'd rather know what each day would bring than to face the unknown with a God that they were just introduced to. Sound familiar to some of us today? Because I know I, when I came to God many, many years ago, Joey made me feel old. (laughs) But many, many years ago, talking about almost 23 years ago, when I gave my life to Jesus, can I tell you, I was bound in chains, bound in chains of of drug addiction, bound in chains of, of lust, bound in chains of anger, bound in chains of bitterness, bound in all sorts of chains. And when Jesus set me free, I could remember like it was today, being set free indeed, and, 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 and feeling like the, the spiritual chains drop off of me. But, boy, before you clap, but I do remember knowing to follow Jesus, but I remember looking back. I remember times going, I'm going to follow you, Jesus, but I'm just going to follow you like this. No, no, Jesus, I'm set free. I'm free. My hands are free, but I'm just going to hold on to this right here. Just for a little bit, Jesus, just for a little while. Jesus, I love you, Jesus, and I did love Jesus. I wanted to serve Jesus, but it was hard to let go of the familiarity even of things I knew that kept me down, even of things I know that weren't meant to, to, to build me up, but I couldn't let go. Why? Because I was familiar with it. I knew the way drugs made me feel. I wasn't quite sure how God was going to make me feel yet. I knew the way, you know, lust made me feel, but I wasn't too sure of how God was going to make me feel. And so I, I kind of followed him, but I was still weighed down by the chains in my life. Even though God said you are set free, and the word of God says when you are free, you are free indeed. But you have to be able to let go if you want to continue to grow and be who God has called you to be. You have to be able to stop looking back. And there are people, even now, and I'm going to be real with you, even now, there are chains that I still try to look back to sometimes. I'm, I'm being honest. There's no one perfect. But I'll tell you what, I no longer carry the chains I carried 23 years ago. But chains still try to creep up every once in a while. And I feel it because I'm going after Jesus, but I'm feeling sluggish. I'm feeling bogged down. I'm feeling, I'm like, what's going on, Lord? And the Lord's quick to tell me because the, the Spirit of God will speak to you. And He was not, you know, He ain't scared to tell you your business. And he'll speak to you, oh, that's what's wrong. Because I'll be like, Jesus, I'm trying to worship with both hands. Jesus, I'm trying to go all in with you, Jesus, but what's going on? Jesus, what's up here? Help me out here. And he's like, let go. He's like, and listen, does Jesus love me any less while I'm holding on to these chains? No, Jesus' love is, is ridiculous. But let me tell you something, I cannot be who I'm called to be in Christ if I keep holding on to chains. And that's what Jesus knows. Jesus says, hey, come on, buddy. 
you got to let this go. We've got things to accomplish, places to be. We've got people to reach. We've got ministry to do. We've got services to, to render. And, and, and God is saying to the church today, hey, church, wake up. Let go of these chains because there are services to be rendered by the church of God, the body of Christ, that are not being done because too many of us are still holding on to these chains. And if that's, a, if that's the body of Christ in the current state, and we're still pressing towards Jesus, and there are moments where like, Jesus, your will be done. But can I tell you something? There is still so much to be done. And there are next levels that we're supposed to be reaching, but it's just so hard with these chains on our, in, in our hands or these chains in our lives. I'm not telling you to let go of chains because you're called to be perfect. I'm telling you to let go of chains because your God is perfect. And he has work for the body of Christ to do. He set those people free not to stay in body. He set them free so they can fulfill the promise that he made to them. He set you free, you know, not just for freedom's sake, even though in a way, yes. But not just for freedom. He set you free so you can accomplish the thing he's called you to accomplish in life. I know the struggle is real, though, brothers and sisters, because I remember it. I remember, like I said earlier, looking back, hard to let go of some of the chains that we have in our life. But I want you to understand that just because the struggle is real doesn't mean it can't be overcome. See, too many Christians in today's day and age, I really believe, it feel like, you know what, chains are just inevitable. Chains are just part of the Christian walk. And you know what? Yeah, I understand that some chains are part of the Christian walk. There are some things that, that even Paul talks about that he struggled with in his life. But you know what? But there's a difference between chains that keep you from God's purpose. From the big chains that keep you from doing what God has called you to do. From being who God has called you to be. There's a difference between those chains. And if those, and if those are the ones that we say, oh, well, you know, it's okay. Some of us are lugging around like, a hundred pounds of chains going after Jesus. And God's like, why are you doing this? Jesus is saying, why are you doing this? This is that's not, that's not a load you're supposed to carry. Why, are you, why do you have all this stuff with you? And we're going after Jesus and we're lagging behind. Why? Because of this. And Jesus is saying, just let it go. It can be overcome. But we have to remember, even though we get broken free from chains... We can't allow them to be replaced. Because God sets us free from, from chains. He sets us free. God, when he, when he uh, comes into your life and he, he, you, know, you surrender to him, those chains are broken. I believe it 100%. All of us in this room who have ever given our life to Jesus, you felt what it is to be broken and set free by Jesus. But the truth of the matter is, if we're not focused on the chain breaker in Jesus... If we're not staying with him, then even though we're set free, we can still be captive. Set free yet still captive. Why? Because we're not allowing our full faith to grow in the power of God to fully let go of these chains. So then they become replaced. Then they become reforged. So then what? Then we go backwards. Instead of going forward, we go backwards. We're called to always go forward. Remember, Paul references our walk with God as a race, right, to the finish line. That means there's, a, there's going forward with Jesus. But so many of us take steps back. Why? Because of these chains. 
And I believe it because the Word of God tells us in Galatians 5.1, says this. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you what? Stay free. You know, people that say, you know, I won't get long into this because this is not what I'm talking about. But, you know, once saved, always saved stuff. You know, I look at Scripture like this. I'm like, come on. Why would God have to tell us that then? Why would God in his word say, stay free? Make sure that you stay free and put it back up and don't get tied up again to slavery and to the law. So we need to understand that freedom, which God intends to be forever in our lives, can by our own doing become temporary. What God meant for eternal breaking of chains can become temporary in a minute, in a second, in a millisecond, if we allow it to in our lives. Why would we have to be reminded to stay free if we couldn't go back to those chains? Why are we instructed so many times in Scripture to read, to pray, to spend time in fellowship with other believers and devote time to God? Why would we have to do all of those things? It's because we do those things to try and stay away from the chains and to stay close to the breaker of chains. So we need to run from these chains. We need to flee from them. I mean, completely remove yourselves. Some of us in this room, maybe we've been saved for years. Some of us in this room, maybe we've been only saved for, for months. Some of us, maybe even decades. But, but if we still have chains in our life, we need to completely remove ourselves from them. And not just the chains. We have to use wisdom. Because, you know, chains, the enemy's a crafty one. Satan is a crafty liar. And he doesn't just come to you and say, you ready to get bound up again? No. He, he allows you to get into an atmosphere of complacency. He allows you to get into an attitude of, of, of oh, everything's pretty good right now. And, and, and you begin to get into this attitude of, of allowing certain situations to come back in your life. Even though you know Jesus called you from that lifestyle. Jesus called you from, from those situations. Jesus called you from all of those things. But, but, but we allow ourselves to get reintroduced to those same atmosphere that created the change in the first place. Oh, Pastor Rick, you're being legalistic. Don't tell, me, don't tell me I can't hang out with my old friends just because, you know, they do crazy things and lead me down the wrong path. Okay, okay, Pastor Rick, you're right. Oh, Pastor Rick, you know, come on. Don't, don't tell me I can't, you know, do this or that. I mean, I can, I can, you know, yeah, I know God set me free from an addiction to alcohol, but, you know, one beer every once in a while is not going to hurt me. Man, maybe, maybe, maybe not. And I'm not here saying, you know, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole with you guys, but I will tell you this, addiction to alcohol is a sin. So, so why put yourself in a situation that you could be bound up, especially if you came from a chain like that? It's, it's, it's foolishness. It's foolishness. We also need to realize that these chains come in obvious forms, and they also come in more subtle varieties. We know and recognize the big chains that God has set us free from. The drug addiction, alcohol addiction, maybe prostitution, fornication, you know, lust, gang life, whatever it is. We know the big ones. And, and if we've been set free from those, you know, those are big chains that we try our best to avoid. But there, there are times that we still revert back. And I want to talk to you about a couple of quick chains real fast that I think are really affecting the world today, affecting the church especially. One of the biggest ones is pornography. 
Can I just tell you something? There's not enough chain I could have bought at Home Depot to fully give you the image of what it means to be bonded to pornography. I would have had to bought five Home Depots worth of chains. And, 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 and the men in this room and women in this room, because it's both ways, that have been a part of that or, or maybe even presently still feel, you know, you walk in today and you're, you're feeling chained down by that because it's a heavy chain. That's one of the heaviest. And pornography is a chain that too many young men and women, too many old men and women, too many young boys and girls next door. Can I tell you something? If your child is next door and you're thinking, oh, my child never looks at anything. If your child has access to a tablet, a smartphone, a computer, and if, especially if it's unmonitored access and unfiltered access, I would almost guarantee you your child has seen some form of pornography. At, at, I'm talking about as young as, as seven, eight years old, if not younger. Oh, Pastor Ray, but that, they don't even know what they're looking at. Oh, well, let me tell you something. Is, is that why? So, so that we go ahead and provide them the atmosphere to become addicted to that for the rest of their life potentially? Because it's a chain that is vicious. Vicious. I have seen and counseled people over and over who have been bound to that chain so long, and they, they get freedom and then they go back. They get freedom and they go back. It's a seesaw because it's an addiction like any other addiction. And parents, please, I, 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 I urge you as a former children's pastor, all right, and as a, as a brother in Christ to you, parents, monitor what your kids are doing because there is a good chance if they have access, it's there. And even the cute little apps like TikTok, watch what your kids are doing. You know, I was talking to a, to a family member, will be unnamed, 10 years old, talking about an app that they have, and, and, you know, I was seeing them do these videos, they're goofy videos, she was being a kid, she was being a kid, goofy videos, doing dances, blah, 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 and I'm like, what is this, what are we doing here, and they're like, oh yeah, this is, this is TikTok, you know, I do videos, I post it, I got 400 followers, I'm like, you got 400 followers? I'm like, you got 400 followers watching you dance on these videos? And you know what? The dad in me popped up right away. I'm like, I feel like 390 of them are pedophiles. Can I just be real with you? Are people that are just looking at little girls dance on the videos or little boys watching dance on the videos. You know what I'm saying? Watch what your kids are doing because there is danger out there. There are people luring people through these sites and they may look innocent, but let me tell you, the enemy is crafty and he's trying to get them younger and younger into this chain. So guys, help your children. Oh, and you're not helping them by giving them the freedom. Okay? And and even some of your older ones. I know some of you some of some of your, you know, as your teen grows into teen age, oh, I have to let them, you know, do this and that. Well, just be careful. Just be careful and still be a parent. Don't be their friend, be a parent. Parent them. Protect them. You wouldn't allow them to step into a room with someone that would cause them harm. Why do you give them unfettered access to something that can cause them just as much harm that will last? That will last. So be careful. And speaking of pornography, I'm a strong believer that that Jesus is more than able to help break this chain. He is more than able to help you overcome this chain and break you free and, and, and... for you to let it go. It, it's hard. It's hard. I know. It's hard. 
It's something that, that you've been battling maybe for, for, for years. But I believe today in this room there is freedom. Even now I feel like just praying, Lord, I break free, Lord. I, I, I release your spirit, Father, and in the realm, Lord, to, to just break chains in this place of pornography, oh God. Because it is binding too many people, Lord, that are, that are trying to go after you, oh God. But God, set them free, Lord. Set them free, God. Jesus. And then they're the ones, the chains that we don't deem so big that the enemy comes after us with, though. One of those other chains I want to talk today about is self-pity. There are many of us in this room, many of us in life, that self-pity has become a chain that we carry. And some of us even have allowed self-pity to become sort of a badge of honor in our lives. It's almost become something that, that we want everyone around us to know about the struggles that we have. And we want people to just feel sorry for us. We want that self-pity to morph into others' pity of me. We long to hear people say, oh, you poor thing, look at you, how can we help you through this? Oh, look at you, you know, you're still dealing with that, oh, it's a struggle, oh, you know. But it's never enough because deep down we want to hold on to that chain of self-pity. Because in a weird, warped sort of way, it becomes your identity. Self-pity becomes your identity. And, and, and without it, without people feeling sorry for you, without people, you know, or you feeling sorry for yourself, you know, you stay bound in those chains because without it, you don't know who you are. Without it, you don't know who you are. Your identity becomes so entwined with that that you don't know where you start and the self-pity begins. You know what I mean? You just don't know what to do. You don't know how to even go forward. And so the enemy uses this newfound identity and magnifies it until your identity is no longer in Christ. For some others, maybe the chain can be pride. Pride is a big one. And we carry it, and sure, we could even veil it as godly confidence. But confidence in God is different than self-confidence. One brings glory to God. One brings glory to self. And we cannot glorify God with self in the way. So the enemy is perfectly content with your self-pride because any glory away from God is glory that the enemy likes. You don't have to glorify Satan to please him. You just got to glorify me. You just got to glorify yourself. You just got to you just got to have that that that, that self-pride in such a way that that and listen, I'm not telling you to have low self-esteem. Let's not don't don't misconstrue me. But I am telling you this. I've seen men in high positions, we've heard it, we've seen it in the news. Men in high position, at high pulpit positions, because pride led to their fall. Because they viewed themselves as higher than authority. They viewed themselves as higher than accountability. But, but that doesn't just happen to the high and lofty in a pulpit at a big church. That can happen to you sitting right there in your own family. Be careful not to let pride be a chain that you can't break free from. Word of God says in Proverbs 29, 23, pride ends in humiliation while humility brings honor. And listen to me today. Testimony is vital. I understand testimony. It, when you share your testimony, it brings hope to others. But there's a difference in sharing the victory of Jesus over your past and sharing the struggle that you're still sort of feeling. Because one gives God glory. 
One gives God the, the, the glory of the victory that he's given you. The other one makes you feel pretty defeated. Testimony is all about the power of God over your life that you've been brought through. Self-pity is all about, oh, I'm still kind of going through it. Oh, you know, one day, you know, and we've all met guys, people like that. Hey, how's it going? Oh, okay. Oh, all right. You know, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I miss you guys. But pride ends in humiliation while humility brings honor to God. And I can stay here in the less obvious chains of love of money, media idolatry, social media idolatry. I can stay here in, in, in chains of, even chains of doubt. But we need to move on. We need to go and, and, and let God, I believe, set free some people that are here today in bondage. From these chains and others. And the only way to lasting freedom from chains is to follow him and worship him. Paul said in his letter to the Philippians in 3, 12 through 13, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Thank you, Lord. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting the past. The freedom from chains in our life is to truly say, Jesus, you consume me to the level that I forget these. It's not, it's not you know, I'm not saying it's the simplest thing of that, but it is. It's simply follow Jesus. And I know we think that's contrite, Pastor Rick. That's, that's just cliche, Pastor Rick. Yeah, I understand that, but the word of God is clear in what it teaches us. That if you will allow yourself to be consumed by Jesus, God will give you through his spirit the power to resist the change in your life. The power to continue to go forward with Jesus and no longer look back and go, oh, but what about that? No, no, I'm going after Jesus. I'm consumed by you, Jesus. I'm going to serve you, Jesus. I'm going to walk away from these things, Jesus, because you matter more to me than that. Your love for me is greater than my love for that. You know, your plan for me is greater than those changed plans for me. You have set me free and I'm free indeed. And I'm going to keep pressing forward, not looking back, because that has nothing to offer me anymore. Because that has nothing to offer me anymore. So we need to go forward with Jesus. Forget the past. Forget the, the things to have access to a better tomorrow. But move forward with Jesus and sin no more. I wish I could tell you it's as easy as just saying I follow you. But scripture is clear. The old ways have gone. And I am a new creation in Jesus. Some of us that we've been serving God for a while, we need to remind ourselves of that. Because we feel like an old creation right about now. We feel, we feel weathered and worried. We feel weighted down by something. Even though we, Pastor Rick, I know. I know some of us in this room, you know, we've been serving Christ longer than me, you know, perhaps. And, 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 and you're like, yeah, but, but I'm tired, Pastor Rick. I feel, I feel exhausted. I feel weary. I feel weathered. You're a new creation. You're a new creation. When God says you're new, you're not new just for a season. 
You're new for, for, for the entire walk we have with God. You remember, this body may be temporal, but your spirit is eternal. And that will be brand spanking new for all of eternity with God. So keep going after him. You may be tired. You may be weary, but keep following Jesus. Keep following Jesus. Devote your life to God and sin no more. Let's remember what Jesus gave instructions to the accused adulteress. Uh, Pastor Jason, if you don't mind coming up. In John chapter 8, verses 9 through 11, Jesus, these are Jesus' words. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, this is the story of Jesus and the adulterous woman. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. They had accused her. Let me give you some foresight. They had brought this adulteress to Jesus, said, this woman is, 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 is prostituting. She's a prostitute. She's been with, with plenty of men, and we caught her in the act right now, red-handed. They dragged her out into the streets, brought her to Jesus, and they thought, man, come on, we're going to get Jesus you know, here and this woman all on one side. Let's, get, let's, stone the, let's stone the woman. Jesus, we know, began to, to write something in the sand. If we don't know, go back and read it in John chapter 8. He, he swoops down, writes, writes something in the sand. The Bible doesn't tell us what he writes, but we know that as soon as that happens, the people scatter, the Pharisees scatter, the, the, judge, the, the people that were judging her scattered. They left, dropped the stones and left. And this is where we begin in this, in this uh, passage. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, until only Jesus was left. Until only Jesus was left. I want to stay there for a second. Brothers and sisters, I know. I know you feel accused sometimes. I know you feel bogged down by these chains and the enemy is after you. But let all the other mess go away until Jesus is only left. Because when it's only you and Jesus, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. As we see here, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. In another passage, it says, Go now and sin no more. Many of us recall fondly the day that Jesus found us. Straightened up and asked you, who still accuses you? Found us wrapped in chains. Found us totally consumed by the things we were there. We were, we were hot messes. Let's just be real. We were hot. Some of us still are hot messes. But, but we were hot messes. And we remember the day that Jesus came to us and he set us free from that and said, who accuses you any longer? And our answer was as hers. No one, sir. No one, Father. No one, Savior. No one, friend. And Jesus says to you, the same he said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Go and leave your life of sin and just follow me worship me and we know that when Jesus sets you free your heart just begins to go I love you Jesus I worship you Jesus because you are my redeemer you are my, my savior you have set me free see her chains were no longer her master 
The moment she surrendered her life to Jesus, no longer were those chains her master. And I know the temptations of sin in our life hit us head on every day. We go through life looking at these chains. We go through life even as lifelong believers and we see them, we see them and we can't allow Satan to allow us to, to, to allow what we see in our circumstances to distract us in the unseen God that we know set us free from. We can't let him. We have to trust that God has set us free indeed. But we get bound. We get wrapped in these chains in such a way that, that it chokes off the life in us. Some of us are wrapped in chains so tightly in this room, perhaps because you've never even let them go in the first place. Maybe you're in this room and you never even realize that God is a chain breaker. That God wants to, to, to help you in your situation right where you're at. He wants to set you free today. There's others in this room that you're struggling with chains for years, even though you've been coming to this church for years. That God is saying today, it's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. It's time to, time to just trust me and say, Jesus, I give you my life. Because this, as I said earlier, represents forces greater than us. But there's a force greater than the chains in our life. And his name is Jesus. Can I have everybody rise to your feet right where you're at? Just, just stand up, please. We're about to end our service. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I believe today there's someone in this room, there, there, I believe today there are many in this room who right now are bound by chains of sin. And you've never experienced the life-changing uh, power of God. Maybe you're here because you got invited for it. Maybe you're here for a wedding. Maybe you're here because, you know, mom and dad brought you. Maybe you're here for whatever. But I'm telling you, I believe in the providence of God that you're here because God wanted you here at this moment. Because he wants to set some people free. He wants to give some people some freedom. He wants to be able to transform lives. So if you're here in this room and you'd say, Pastor Rick, that's me. I've got chains and I don't know how they're going to break free. But you're talking to me about a God that can just break them for me. Then I will surrender to you right now. Because I want freedom. I need freedom. Freedom from drugs, freedom from pornography, freedom from addiction, freedom from, from bitterness and anger, freedom from all types of things. I need freedom, Jesus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this room, this is a moment between you and God for you to say, God, please break my chains. God, please set me free. So if you're here today and you say, I need Jesus to break me free, just let me see your hand right, right where you're at. No, one, no one's going to see you. No one's looking around. Yeah, I see you guys. I see you guys. Don't let the enemy stop you from breaking chains today. Yeah, I see you. Yes, God sees you. Yes, God sees you. Yes, God sees you. And God's breaking chains right now. God's breaking chains right now. You don't even know the power of God is happening right now in your life. You didn't even know the chains you walked in here with, but you're going to leave free. You're going to be free oh God Jesus I see hands everywhere in this room father right now you see every hand in this room that is raised up to the heavens and they are saying God set me free set me free oh God I don't want to be bound by the chains of sin any longer God I believe in you God I worship you God I say Jesus I accept you I want to follow you 
Oh, Jesus, you are breaking chains in this place. You are breaking chains in this place. Oh, there are people that are feeling weights being dropped right now. You may not know what the next step is, but God knows. So don't worry about that right now. Just soak it in. Just say, Jesus, I'm accepting you right now just the way I am, oh God. You don't got to be perfect. You don't got to worry about tomorrow. Just soak in the love of God in this place for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to be bold. For those of you that picked up your hand, I want you to come up to this altar. Because this is a place where this is a place where you're going to finalize this. this. Just like these chains are all over this place, your chains are going to be left right here. Come on up. Come on up. Right, You rose your hand. Don't let. Don't stay in your chairs. Let's just come on up. Come on up. Come on up. Can I get There's freedom in this place for you. Come on. I need, I need prayer team workers to come and, and just, just pray. Just pray. Touch these people on the thing. And, and, and let me tell you, for those of you at this altar, oh, man, God is setting you free. Don't, don't leave this place doing this. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, Pastor, I just don't know how. You don't know. I've been dealing with this shame for years. That's okay. It's a process. You made the best decision right now to say, I'm going to start going after you. Hallelujah. Just, just begin to, to, to pray. Everybody find someone to pray with real, real fast. And as they're doing that, I, wanna, I, I still believe there's more chains out there to be broken. Because you're in this space, maybe you've been serving God for, for some time now, but there's some chains that, that you believe have been hidden enough. You've hidden your chains enough. And God's saying, let's expose it right now. Not to bring shame on you, but to bring freedom on you. Not to bring shame, to bring freedom on you. And let me tell you, the same God that set them free is the God that wants to help you with the chain that you're still dealing with. So if you're out there and you have chains to let go to Jesus, come up to this altar as well and say, Jesus, uh, I, I've been serving you for years, but I, I have this shame. Let it me, help me set me free. So if you're out there in that, in, in that altar, I mean, in, that, in your seats, it may, be, it may be sex, it may be lust, it may be pornography, it may be whatever it is. Come and let it go. Don't leave this place the same way you walked in. Don't leave this place the same way you walked in. In the name of Jesus, yes. Yes, hallelujah. Father, go ahead, Susan. 